Oh, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pigskin Picks. I'm one of your hosts, Dave. And I'm Ryan. And you may be wondering, what's up with this change-up? What's up with the format? You know, always Ryan's always the one that always opens up for us. But um, <laughs> as you many of you know, we missed last week, and many people were wondering, why did we not have an episode last week? Um, and it's really just because of one super silly reason, and I'm going to let Ryan go into what the super silly reason why we didn't have an episode last week. Um, well... The super silly reason we did not have an episode last week is because I shattered my knee. Not, well, actually, more my kneecap. Um, and it's not it's not figuratively, people. No, yes, my kneecap was quite literally in three and a half, about three and a half, four places last week. Um, but doctors did a good job, all patched up, um, and we're we're back giving the fans what they they need and wanted. So. So yeah, last week we couldn't do an episode because I get a, I get a text message from Ryan going, Hey, um, I'm in going to the hospital. And I was like, what? He goes, I broke my knee. And I go, all right, man, that's not like, that's funny. But like what he goes, no, no, I'm going to the hospital because I shattered my kneecap. And I was like, there's no way. And then guess what, folks? He quite literally shattered his kneecap. Ryan, Ryan you want to show the fans your, uh, your little setup with your, just because this is ridiculous. Folks, don't break your knee, because if if you do, you're gonna be an entire leg brace. You look like an NFL lineman now. I know, kind of cool, but also not very fun. Um, <laughs> also, fun fact: uh, my knee was dropped in the hospital by the nurse. <laughs> I told this to Dave, and he almost pissed himself. Um, oh my god, it was so funny. Yeah, uh, that wasn't very pleasant. But again, all patched up, we're good to go. So. Uh, we wanna we wanna take it away here. Yeah, we'll take it away. So um, we're gonna be kind of a short episode because we don't have. I mean, we had picks, but because of all the turmoil that happened last week, it was just difficult for us to like put them out there. Um, slash, we kind of just missed to upload them early enough in the day. So we're just not gonna really recap anything. We're just gonna start with yeah. our oinks. So right, well, I'm gonna let you. Doesn't really make sense to like recap two week old picks. Yeah. Exactly. We could recap them because, like, we did pretty well. We hit our college bets. And we, we did, hit. but uh, it's, it's, all, it's, it's in the past. It's, it's it's in the past now, so we're just going to go right ahead. So we'll start with the oinks. Ryan, you want to start with your, your number one oink or <laughs> any of your oinks? Who gets your uh, first oink of the week? This was actually an insane week for oinks because... Um, there were quite a few guys who, like, were... showed up. Yeah, there were, like, I'm going to I'm gonna read you the first oink, and you're going to be like, what, this is only one oink? But my first oink of the week goes to Oak State's running back, Ollie Gordon. Uh, Gordon had 29 carries, 168 yards, and a touchdown, right? Now, you would think, pretty good day for a running back. A yeah, it's a good day. Now, he also added six catches for 116 yards and another touchdown as well. He also was a very big part in a 10-point comeback against Kansas. Thank a you team for that Thank you for that blowing that on Saturday, Kansas, for me. Um, yep. They, you know what's crazy? They were up by eight. They were up ten in the fourth. Basically ten in the fourth. Board. Yep, and they fell apart. Yep. You know they just threw all happened. picks and stuff, and it was like they were looking great. And then again, Ollie Gordon just went, it was at 200 and, 284 all-purpose yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, that's a, that deserves a yeah, wink. Two, yeah, 284 all-purpose yards, two touchdowns, and a comeback win. So, Mr. Gordon, you get one wink. 
So I'll do my one oink of the week. Um, I can do a singular player, so I'm actually doing a unit, and that would be the Notre Dame defense. You guys held USC to 20 points. They had they forced Caleb Williams to look uncomfortable all day. This is something that Ryan and I talked about earlier in the year when everyone was on USC. We kept saying if that defense isn't fixed, when they play a good defense, they're gonna be in trouble. And guess what? Notre Dame bullied the heck out of them. I mean, they, they intercepted the Caleb three times. They had two fumble. They had two fumble, forced fumbles, and recoveries. They held Caleb Williams to only 199 passing yards, which is the least amount of yards he's had since October 8th of last season, um, where he only threw for 188 against Washington State, and but they still won that game. Um, and they got the beat, the breaks beaten off. They lost what 48 to 20. I mean, that's that's a very um, impressive feat. It's just sad because if Notre Dame doesn't lose to Louisville two weeks ago. Notre Dame is right back in the driver's seat of like you know argument to, to oh, being a play- also, because like Notre Dame Notre Dame does play the hardest schedule in the country. It's not even a question. Yeah, I mean the sad thing is that they beat they don't lose to Louisville. Their only losses to Ohio State, who currently is ranked fifth, third. So like that's not a, and they lost by uh what three? They lost by three with ten men on the field in the last play. Yeah, so like that's. That's not a bad. That's a really good loss if you're gonna pick like pick your losses. So it's just annoying because it's like Notre Dame season probably is not. They're not unless like they get some crazy turmoil where like these top teams lose two games. Um, Notre Dame's not gonna really have a chance to make that 14 playoff with two losses. And then one I loss. I also think they're a lock for New Year's Six Bowl as of now. They should, even, I mean, they even it, with it, three it, losses. I I don't know with three. It, it depends how everyone else shapes up. Like I've seen some crazy like like talks like what if everyone just starts losing what if georgia goes to the sc championship game loses what if florida state loses in the oh. in the acc championship game and, and to unc but unc loses to a game earlier in the year michigan ohio state penn state saw that gauntlet where they all lose to each other or lose to a team in the big 10 championship game which looks like it's going to be iowa which is kind of nuts dude I, I sent you an article earlier or a video earlier from brandon walker from barstool talking about how iowa may go 11 and 1 this year with an absolute incompetent offense. And it's incredible to think they are in the driver's seat now after beating Wisconsin last week. In Wisconsin, so, by the way. So, fun fact. Uh, Missouri's punter had more passing yards than Iowa's offense did on Saturday. Don't tell me that. What do you mean? How? how? Yeah. The punter had a... <laughs> Missouri's punter completed a pass for 39 yards. And they had 37 passing yards. Iowa had 37 but, passing yards. You know what's funny, though? Like... I know we had all the talks about, like, oh, if they don't average 25 a game, they're going to fire the OC and all that. But, like, they keep winning football games. Like, their only loss was a blowout loss to Penn State. And it's like, do you really fire people if you go 11-1 and and win your conf- win your division yeah, and go to the conference the championship game? Why you're getting, if the reason why you're losing and getting blown out is because you can't score, absolutely you fire that. That's the only loss, though. If they go run the table and they lose one game, it's like, how do you really justify... Like if they make the Big Ten championship game at at, at ten and one or well, eleven I think and one, they're going to make the Big Ten championship game now. It's not even a question. I mean, I don't see anyone beating them because their that defense is just so damn elite. And again, the minute that you know, that Wisconsin lost Mordecai to you know smashing yeah. his hands, we couldn't feel it. It was I was like, all right, their game's over. They're not, they're not. And again, it was one. There was one touchdown in that game, by the way. There was one touchdown. Well, it was a seventy seventy six yard touchdown because the under would have been. The under was my play for the week. I told Dave. Yeah, and that, we under pr- that under hit like with so much. It was thirty-four and a half, I believe, was the actual line, right? Yeah. And I think they had what twenty-one total. Well, you want to know what it is this week? What is it this week, man? Thirty and a half. 
Who are they playing? Minnesota. <sighs> the thing is, Minnesota can't... But they have a good defense and they can't really score. So that's no. a game that under may very well hit. No, I'm not touching that. I would not. I, I mean, I won't, I won't make that an official play, but like that's that's a legitimate like possible play. Yeah. Like not an official play, but Minnesota can't really score. And like they play good defense. And we know Iowa can't score. It plays phenomenal defense. That's going to be a punting dream. <laughs> but anyhow. Well, Iowa, Iowa does have a top three punter in the country yeah well i wonder why because they punt 96 times a year but anyhow ryan who's your two links of the week so my two links of the week goes to a true freshman uh from k-state he came in relief of will howard did he, uh, howard howard got hurt concussed so i like... believe so i'm not i didn't really you know i was a little uh i was a little out of it on saturday um fair enough but um i do know he left the game don't know what injury occurred, but Avery Johnson came in, was eight of nine for seventy-seven yards, and you're like, Ryan, why is, why is this man you're getting your two one? <laughs> now that was just his passing. He had thirteen carries for ninety yards, which is good numbers for a, a, a quarterback. Oh, and he had five touchdowns. Not one. Not two. Not three. Not four. Mambo number five touchdowns. He had five rushing touchdowns. Five rushing touchdowns as a true freshman. And like a game that Kansas State needed to win. Oh, yeah. This is this after their, you know, abysmal play a week prior against Oklahoma State. By the way, Oklahoma State quietly now, back-to-back, like, big wins. Um, yeah, I'm not concerned. No, I just mean, like, overall for them, it's like... But Avery, you get uh, Ryan's two ranks. Um, my toings, it just, it's so funny because pregame, if you watch, watch pregame, what Mac Brown said, um, I couldn't, I don't have the ability to bet on college players, but I would have put every dollar in my bank account on this man to just have a day. And he quite literally, and that's, that's Tez Walker. So, um, Tez Walker, this is the second game back since the suspension by the NCAA or the denial of his waiver, the transfer was finally overturned. So week one uh, back, he he had an okay day. He was kind of just getting there, no touchdowns. But man, did he have a day against Miami in a game that UNC to me, uh, the, I said Ryan in the ACC breakdown that UNC could run the table, and you said, "Oh, you're crazy." And guess what? It UNC is, right now looks like they the could, table. they might run the table. They they have a, a a clear shot to go to the ACC championship game right now. And if Florida State can continue doing what they do, it's going to be a collision between UNC and Florida State. Tez had six catches for 132 yards and three touchdowns. Man, and they won by 10 against Miami. They beat my and like Miami, like it, that game was not as close as the record. Like being that game was, was close. At Miami? And, no, I was at UNC. Oh, okay. No, I was a home game for UNC. Um, and now Miami's back-to-back losses, and and they got a really tough matchup this week with Clemson. At Clemson, it's just uh, looks tough for Miami. To, to try to write the ship there. But um, Tez, you get my two wanks, man. And I'm terrified now because you have Dave Drake, another weapon. I think people are going to realize as the year goes on, I know there's already been rumblings that I know everyone was like, oh, Caleb Williams is a slam dunk number one overall pick. And I got, and then people are like, well, actually, it kind of depends on who's picking because people may like Drake. And unlike people can go, oh, well, UNC's not really a football school. Look what happened with Mitch Trubinsky. Drake May and Mitch Trubinsky are just not the same caliber player. Drake May is a NFL quarterback. There is not a 
discussion if he can play a quarterback in the NFL. He is built like an NFL quarterback. He can move in the pocket. He can move outside the pocket. This kid can make every throw possible. He just I mean, plays for UNC. If he played for one of these big schools, it wouldn't even be a big school. You know who you just described? Who? Justin Herbert. You literally just described Justin Herbert. Yeah, but Oregon's a better football school than UNC. No, I know, but I'm just saying. But you said big guy has all the arm talent. I mean, yeah, May's not as big. Like Herbert's six six. May's like six three. He so doesn't I have the size. He's brother... four six five. What? He's not that much shorter than Justin. He's a big boy. I mean, Drake also will run you over. Like, yeah, like he does not care. I think he's so like I people that just think it's like Caleb is a runaway guy. I'm like, if you watch, and again, most people haven't. Oh wow, yeah, he's six four two thirty. He's six four. Like, that's a big boy. He, he's six four two thirty. Caleb, people have to realize Caleb Williams is not that big. What what six, is Caleb? Six, I think he's six two. I don't even think he's six two. I think they're. I think he's he's six one, which is fine. I mean, yeah, he's listed at six one. Six one two ten. Still like shit. solid build. Don't get yeah. me wrong, but like realize that depending on who's picking, may may be the number one pick. Like, there's an well, argument we'll there. Into, we'll also get into, you know, some of these antics that we're seeing out of Caleb now. And, that, and that's, that's we'll the thing. Into, that, that's actually going to, I think, hurt Caleb. But we'll get, that, we'll oh, get yeah. to at the end of the show. Um, Ryan, who's your three oinks of the week? My three oinks of the week. Oh, this is ridiculous. I, I'm so man. mad, man. Screw Colorado for this. No, you know what? I'm going to say right now, stop it. The hype, the dream is over. You know, the the hype needs to stop, you know. We knew they were going to have growing pains year one, mm-hmm. but after this performance on Saturday, you know the media. Friday. Attention... This is a Friday night game. Friday night game. You're right. Friday night game. After the media, te- you know all the media attention that they've gotten the last you know six seven weeks, um, basically since you know Dion's been hired, uh, it needs to stop now, um, because you look at what they did on Friday night. And going up twenty nine at halftime, it was twenty nine nothing. And you know what? You know what? Sort of the downfall. I don't know if you you probably didn't watch the game. I'm assuming you didn't just because of your. I was knocked the hell out. Okay, so I watched the game. Their kicker misses like a thirty seven yard kick, and it was weird because like he doesn't miss. It gets pretty automatic, and everyone's like, "Oh, he just missed." And I'm like, "No, that ball was tipped because it was it was a straight line shot that just was short, which kickers don't normally I get tipped." Diamond, kickers don't normally miss like like a like a high thirties kick that you know it, normally if you're missing it it's going wide yeah. left wide right it's not going yeah. short like that like I don't know again I don't know if they ever like admitted that it was tipped to me it looked tipped because again like I said it just was short and this was a kid that's been automatic that point was twenty nine nothing and half and, and you know you have these guys on Colorado posting stuff on their Instagram stories at halftime and all that again not being focused this is why I go. Dion, you can't talk all this crap and then you know, you lose your locker room at halftime and then give up one of the most insane comebacks I've ever seen in my life. They gave up 46 points in the second quarter, second half? Yeah. Right? 46 yep. points. Yep. But- and um, I'm sorry, I love I love Travis Hunter, but I someone made a point. I don't know if he can play both play this many snaps on both sides of the ball because nah, while he got, had a you day, you got no, while he had a day receiving, he had like a like, – well, I have ten or twelve catches for hundred. He had thirteen for one forty and two touchdowns. But he also gave up uh, what twelve catches? Well, for... well, we'll get in. Oh, we yeah. Talk about, talk about who, who it is because this is ridiculous. This. So this is the best receiver stat line in the season. It's not even close. Ellick 
Aminor. I'm gonna. He's a good size guy. He's a good size receiver too. Yeah, I. That's see, that's the thing with Stanford. Well, we'll get into that after we're done. Uh, he obviously was the main component in a 29 point comeback in the second half, but his stat line was 13 for 294, not one, not two, three touchdowns. So, uh, Mr. Aminor, you get my three owings of the week. And thank you for putting the hype train to bed because I was getting kind of sick and tired. Yeah, but, you know, I did have um, Colorado Moneyline and Colorado Money six and a half. So it just was a... Oh, um, he, so he's a sophomore. I want to see, like, what his stats are just because, like... I also feel like Stanford produces that, like, one kind of elite wide receiver. Uh, Michael like, Michael Wilson. Yeah, Michael Wilson. Um, You know, oh my God, what was his name when he came out? Um... He got drafted by the Eagles. The Eagles got roasted for taking him. I mean, no, um, this was this was this was his like hello game, by the way, because yeah. before that, it's like he wasn't bad. Like against USC, he had one for eleven. Oh, against yeah. Sacramento State, yeah. he had four for ninety in a touchdown. Arizona and Oregon. He, JJ Arcega Whiteside. Yes, that was the other one. Yeah, well, like, he stopped the NFL though. He was not good. Oh well, yeah, but um, everyone thought he was gonna be good. I mean, so. yeah. I mean, what's this dude? This kid's six two, two ten. Like he's a good size. And that catch man in, in overtime over over Travis. Oh, that was nasty. Yeah, well, what, Travis gave up two hundred yards receiving, like alone. Like I don't know if he gave all two ninety four, but like that's a that's the thing. Like he looks great on offense, but it's like you can't give up those kind of numbers. Yeah. Also, you, you're gonna make more money playing receiver, Travis. So just play receiver. Like, you just gotta, you just gotta pick one. It's one or the other. Like it's, and you can't call yourself the best corner in the country and then get two hundred dropped on your head. So it's like, again, like he's been kind of roasted a few times. Again, it's just, yeah, what's he playing? One hundred and twenty snaps a game. Like it's also he's just burnt out. Like it's, I know he, he, I know he had the lacerated liver, but he played two hundred fifty. He played two hundred fifty snaps before the lacerated, basically the lacerated liver. Yeah, so which is like. Also, that's on Dion too because again, you don't have to have him play. If you want to have him play defense, yeah. he doesn't have to play defense every play. Like you could do packages with him, or have him packages in offense as well. Like I you gotta, know. you gotta figure it out because like it's just to me, it's too much. You're gonna get burnt out before you make it to the pros. He's oh yeah, hundred percent. And then he's making the pros and get burnt out in two years, three years. He's gonna be Bo Jackson. He's gonna have all this hype around um, him. He's gonna give three good seasons maybe, and then he'll be done. And then it's like yeah. the big and become one of those like biggest what ifs because that's all Bo Jackson is. Bo Jackson does not have like people forget they they I think the legend of Bo Jackson is so much more than what he was as a player. Like he was a good player, but he gave you three seasons. That was it. I mean, Bo Jackson's the greatest athlete of all time, but like when he's when he was healthy. Yeah, for the for a three year span, that was it. So it's like there was no longevity there. Um, and yeah. I don't think he played a full season. I think every year he missed games because of baseball as well. So like. That's the problem with him. Like, but anyhow, I mean, going back to Alec, that was um, an impressive day, son. You, sir, you have a, you have an effing day. I mean, also, if you watch that, I don't know if you saw the highlights, but like, they were down by two scores with like five minutes left in the game. Like, they also drove down the field twice. Like, Colorado had every chance to end that, win that game multiple times in the fourth. And then they go to overtime. The catch that he had over Hunter in overtime was just ridiculous. Wild. Through him. He went through Travis to catch that football. You've without... been seeing that catch a lot more lately. <sighs> yeah. Well, I'm going to give you my three wings because I know they lost. This is funny. Both our three wings teams lost. But, man, Landon Jackson, the defensive oh, end from Arkansas. Oh, what are you talking about? Stanford came back. 
though. Sorry, Stanford won the game. I'm my guy lost, but my guy my guy did not lost lose. Um, Landon Jackson had 11 tackles and three and a half sacks against Alabama, <laughs> and uh, was a major reason why that team had the comeback it had in the second half, where they lost 24-21. Like they, I'm be honest, if Bama plays like they did in the second half this week, they're going to be an upset alert because they were a 20 point favorite against Arkansas and was up 21-10 at half. But twenty one three and a half they up like comfortably. Like I also they, told you I told you midweek I said twenty and a half is too much for Arkansas. I I didn't disagree. I didn't nope. the only game I the only thing I had in that game was in fact Alabama um Alabama's team total of thirty points and they had twenty one and a half and I said, Okay, t- ten points and they scored three points in the second half. <laughs> against like an okay defense in Arkansas. So yeah, that's concerning. But um Landon, Mr. Jackson, you had a day, so you get my three points of the week. So I guess, Ryan, now we move on to our favorite topic, Week eight picks. Oh, baby. I'll let you uh, start. Who you got week, uh, for your pick number one this week? I love this, so, by the way. It's a great for pick. My, for my pick number one is, have I taken an under yet this year? You did well. Technically, yes, but no, because it would have been. It would have been. It would have been, been the first under. Would have been the. Would have been the Iowa Wisconsin game, but technically, it wasn't an official okay. like out there. So this so, will be two weeks in a row. I will be taking an under, and Dave knows my favorite. Ryan hates segment. the unders, even though the unders have been getting a lot more this year. Life, life is too short to bet unders. That's that's my motto. But sometimes, you know, you look at it and you go, maybe, maybe it's. Maybe the under is the play here. Or you but just take every game that Ira plays. Except that is for like that true. one game. But uh, my first pick of this week is going to be Air Force Navy under 34 and a half. Now, the Armed Forces games always seem to have trouble scoring. It's just how how they're wired, how they're, you know, the motivation to play those games is just at another level. It's uh, all defense. It's just crazy hits. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's Who's better in the trenches, and that's really, and you know, who is tougher on the O line and D line, and you see it every year with Army Navy, you know. So my only concern with this is Air Force can score. Um, see, they can because they're ranked twenty second in the country at the moment, but because they had a, they it, had that nice they had that nice comeback. They're not two touchdowns in Wyoming and come, came back and won. I think by kicker. ten. Air Force's starting quarterback is hurt and will not be playing in this game. Oh, okay. Well, that changes everything. So, um, if you can get this number at there, I think this number is going to go down at least another point, possibly two. If you can get it thirty-four and a half, hop on it immediately because again, points in Armed Forces games are hard to come by. If Air Force's starting quarterback was playing, I would have stayed away. But you know, you're getting a backup to come in. I mean, do they still get... play the triple option in the Air Force, or no? Oh, they all. I think they all do. It's, you know, Navy runs it, Air Force runs it. Army no, but, runs, but the thing about the only teams that know how to play that, they like Air Force has scored points this year. Um, but you're right. Uh, like, no, yeah. Oh wow, if Zachary Zachary come out layer, how yeah, do you say his name? Knee injury, I believe. Well, yeah, if he's not playing, they're, they're shot because he's also, like, their leading rusher. No, that's the thing. They, they don't really throw the football. I stay back. So, like, I'm with you. Navy also knows how to play the triple option because they themselves run the triple Like, everyone, all those teams run the exact same offenses. So, um, they know how to stop it as well. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Navy can stop the run, I'm pretty sure. I don't know what Navy's record is, but... I mean, Navy's not that good, but again, 
No, I'll keep bringing it up. I mean, it's an, yeah. it's they've an armed held, force. They've held, they're also they, playing they, for a trophy with this game, too. You know? You know? Yeah. And I'm looking at like, Navy. Like, whatever it is. They've won two straight now. Like, they're 3-3, three and three, but they've won two straight. So, it's 6-0 versus 3-3. Three and three. But, like you said, um, without, the, without their starter and that Navy quite literally is on a winning streak, too. Um, yeah. This is going to be gonna a very get... slow... Yeah, it's going to be a very slow-paced game. 17-10 final. Yeah, you know, a lot of running. What's this put on this? Do you know? I think think it was Air Force minus like 10 and a half. I could easily see 17-7. And guess what? You you cover pretty easily. It covers. 24-10 still covers. Literally. And that those are all kind of like those are the scores you get between those games. Yeah. I think it wasn't a stat when it was like an Air Force, uh, Army, Navy, or Army Air Force. Like they had been under like fifteen straight games, something like that. Yeah, I think the Army, Army. I think Army Navy has gone under like fourteen of the last sixteen times they've played. I'm looking it up because, oh wow, it's it's, it's an Army Navy stat. I know it's yeah, not. No, Army Navy. The under is forty two nine and one when That's Army insane. Navy and Air Force play each other since two thousand five. Okay. The over under is forty two nine in one between these three teams. Army and Navy has been un, on the under the last sixteen times they played. I remember last year the under got down to in the twenties. It was like 20, I think it was twenty nine and a half was the game. It was something that was so low. It was like the, it's the lowest over under that like a books offered in like five years, and they still hit the under relatively. Um, maybe because no one wants anyone to score in that damn game. Well, the final was. 13, 20 to 17. That was it. Because they went to overtime. Because in, in regulation, it was 10 10. Which is just nuts. Because what was the actual. Because then that. Did that go over? Or what was the over under? Yes. That game went over because of overtime. I, think, I do remember. I think it was 35 last year. 32. The over under was 32. 32. And they were over under. Because I remember everyone was taking the under in that game. And that under ended up dropping. I think it started at like 36 or something like that. And because Navy covered the two and a half, and That's they what, won, yeah. like I said, uh, twenty to seventeen. Well, Army was or no, Army won. Like, Army won twenty seventeen, where Navy was the favorite oh, between those. Yeah. Well, no, Navy was decent last year. Uh, they went like, four. Navy eight. was pretty good. They went four and eight. Navy was. It, yeah, Army was six and six. No, two, two years, years ago, ago, I think it was. Yeah, that's what it was. I like though. I like that under though because I just think, especially with the backup. And also, I don't take under, so, like, let's have some fun here. Let's have a fun sweat at 12 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. I will watch it. I, I'll, I'll, I'm going to be at work, so I won't be able to watch it. But otherwise, I'll I would be watching. I'll watch I'll on a computer on the side. Don't worry. Yeah, um, so my first pick, I think this is a weird line. Um, and I think some books have it at 6.5, which also makes sense, and I'd still take it at 6.5. Um, our Ole Miss at Auburn. Uh Odds are minus one ten. Uh, it's at Auburn, so I get it. It's a tough game. They do play very well at home, but I just look at what LSU did last week to the Auburn, which was a forty-eight to ten final. Um, that was at I LSU, what I know it was at LSU. I don't think it's going to be forty-two ten, but I yeah. Ole Miss wins by a touchdown. I just think Auburn. Also, I will say this: Auburn has superpowers at home. I don't know what it is. It, they play they... really, really. Well. That's why yeah. the line is what it is. If this game was at yeah. Ole Miss, this would be a twelve point. This would be we're oh, talking a like six a to seven point spread if it's at Ole Miss. To be perfectly honest, I mean LSU was only. A Ten and a half point spread. Okay then. And they won by thirty-eight. Um, yeah. 
Auburn doesn't score well. They Again, they play really well at home, so that's why this line is as low as it is. But I think Ole Miss wins this game by t- 7. I think this is a, this is a not a blowout by Ole Miss by any means. This is going to be a game I'm going to be sweating a little bit. I know it. But Ole Miss, I think, ends up winning by a touchdown. Their defense. Because uh, think- Ole Miss can play defense. That's the thing. The outside the, because like everyone can go, what about the LSU game? Because well, LSU is a great offense. But if you look at Ole Miss, like the rest of the season, they have played defense. The only other game that they kind of gave up points, the Georgia Tech game, but they stay won by 24 in that game still. Like they gave up 24 points, I think, or 28 points. Like, like, I mean, again, against, uh, against Tulane, I guess. Like, like Ole Miss is a team that, yeah, their only loss is against Bama. Um, where they lost by 14. But outside of that, like, they've won all their games relatively by a lot. I mean, yeah. they beat Arkansas by seven at home. Arkansas, we've seen, seems pretty good. This is a sat- really good Saturday night game, too, I'll be honest, over at Auburn. But to me, the Ole Miss is in a driver's seat position for the most part, you know, yeah. because if Bama stumble, happens to stumble against Tennessee this week, this gives me this gives you know Ole Miss the inside track and the only yep. other game Ole Miss has that's like a worrisome game A&M. is Georgia is Georgia because they're well, home they they play yeah. they play at Auburn and they're home for for Vanderbilt and A and M which I think are okay. huge games to be home for then they got to so go to Georgia Georgia gets Georgia got Ole Miss at home yeah of course they did that but with with the news about Brock Bowers which we'll mention after oh. I mean that's that ends up being enormous for Georgia, and yeah. then they finished with L- L.A. Monroe, and then they finished at Mississippi State, which could be a sneaky tough game. The Egg Bowl, yeah, could be a sneak. That could be a sneaky tough game, but like I'll still take like I think Ole Miss runs the table the rest of the year, and that they're they're they have a real legitimate chance I think with Georgia, yeah, because of because of the Bowers stuff. If Bowers is playing, I don't think so, but I'll take Ole Miss up minus five and a half. I'll take it up to six and a half because again, like I said, I think if this goes over seven, I would definitely um, probably segue to something else because I don't at seven and a half. Like again, this this game screams a low scoring, you know, twenty four seventeen type game to me. Like just because, like you said, Auburn plays well at home, like a prototypical SEC football game. Yes, because Auburn. If this game was at Ole Miss, Ole Miss is winning by twenty. Oh yeah. But you know because... what? What Dave? Actually, finish, and then I'll have you. I'll have you. Uh, I'm gonna have you read my explanation for my second pick. Okay. Well, so like, um, come on. Obviously, Auburn. Because what was the score? Auburn, Georgia. They won that game against Georgia. They lost it against Georgia. I should say like that. They got. They it lost by a touchdown to Georgia, and that was yeah. a game Georgia had to come back. I think something similar is in in. Like, I see this game, again, a night, 7 o'clock game. Auburn's already taken, you know, a couple losses this year. They've lost three straight, actually. So, oh, yikes, they lost three straight. That sounds like a game that they're going to win this game now. Yeah. I'll still take I'll still take Ole Miss. I just think because they – oh, No, I just because Ole Miss can play defense. Ole Miss, not, not necessarily – not top, you know, tier defense, but they're playing, like, defense. The best defense they've played probably in a decade. So because of that, that's I, I that's the difference because they can also they can also be able to score. Um, all right, Ryan, I'm just gonna do a reasoning for I, I see why you took the second pick. Um, yeah, I, I agree. You, you can make it PG thirteen if you want. Um, Ryan's taking Michigan minus 24, 24 and a half or twenty four. What, what do you have on your book? I have I think it's twenty four. Okay, because I've seen some twenty four and a half. So I still don't care. I take it too. Is the game at Michigan State or at Michigan? 
I don't care. It's at Michigan State, but I don't care. Um, I have to have... What? Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker comes out of reti- out of the NFL to come play this game. You just you just see a grown ass man walk out of the tunnel. Um. <laughs> yeah, Michigan minus twenty four, minus twenty four and a half over Michigan State, and the reason is because screw Sparty, they suck. And well, honestly, no, 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 no. There. So Dave read you the PG version. I'll I'll give you the. No, no, we're PG, Ryan. We're not dropping the F-bombs. No, uh, so my explanation was F-Sparty, they suck ass. I mean, to be honest, after what they did against Rutgers, people were nervous. Like, oh, wow, can this team suddenly play football? And they gave up 21 unanswered in the fourth quarter against Rutgers, and Rutgers won by three um, or four. So, um, and Michigan right now looks really fucking goops. (laughs) Really? Really? They look really good. Like, Michigan, 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 I'll be honest with Ryan, Michigan has put up, what, 50-plus now two straight games? Or is it three two straight? Two weeks in a row. They've put up 45-plus since Harbaugh has come back. Um, Yeah, they're going to they're gonna rule state. I, I would take... The train is on the track, Dave, so get out of the way. I mean, no, I, I think 24, 24 and a half, 25. I think this is like 48 to 10 final. Maybe. Michigan State will score. You know what the best part about this game is? We're not like we're not letting up. Like this is a game. No, no, we'll... no. That's the thing. You can be up thirty-five to to seven, and people can be like, "Oh my god, they're only covering by a few points." What are they going to backdoor cover? It's like, no, no. Michigan's going to play the full sixty minutes and just because Harborough hates State almost as much as he hates Ohio State. Actually, hates both states if you think about it. All three states. All three states. You're right. All three. Holy crap! All three states. <laughs> If you're a state, then Harbor will probably hate oh, you. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't. I I I literally didn't take this pick because I knew you were gonna take it. I was like, I want this pick, but it's it's Ryan's team, so like I'm not taking it from him. Um. Oh, thank you. Thank you for being a kind man. So like, it's one of those things. Um, I do think that this it's is. Gonna, at I least just a, think it's gonna be ugly. I I think this is a thirty point. A thirty point. Like. 30 plus points, man. Easily. This is gonna be so this is gonna be so bad, dude. Like I don't I don't I don't think Sparty fans are ready for what's gonna happen in East Lansing on Saturday. Like, it's also just like a like this is a statement they need to make. Um Yeah, this is them saying we're here, we're not you know, we're not messing around anymore. It's a seven o'clock game? So it's the NBC game. Okay, because I know the, the big game that will our fourth pick game. That's a twelve, right? That's a twelve. That's a twelve o'clock game. Noon, yeah, it's big noon kickoff. So you know what that means? We get Gus Johnson and Joel Glatt. I'll be at work, so I'll have that game on the side as well. Hell, on my computer at work. Um, so my pick two is going to be Clemson minus three versus Miami. This game is at uh, Miami. I made a mistake in my notes. It's at Miami. Uh, we've seen Miami now have a terrible loss at home against Georgia Tech, where they looked abysmal on on offense, and then against UNC they got kind of run all over. Um, I mean, we didn't talk about the running back of uh, Clemson, but he had, I think, 100, I mean, of UNC, I think he had, like, 150 rushing yards in that game as well. Um, on top of May throwing for close to 300 yards, he's I believe. Very, the running back for UNC is having a very, very good season. Fantastic. And that's the thing. Miami's been exposed the last two weeks where this is a game that Clemson needs to win, I think, more than Miami does. Miami's still, like, rebuild. Clemson can't afford a third loss not after losing two games already. And, like, that's a game 
I mean, May threw for 273 and four touchdowns, but oh yeah, Omarion Hampton had 197 rushing yards against them. Um, and guess who? Guess who Clemson has? They have a guy who's quite literally in his career averaging over 125 all-purpose yards. Um, I believe that's, that's the number. Uh, Will Shipley, maybe. And Will Shipley, and I just think they're going to run all over Miami. This is now the second week in a row Miami couldn't run the ball, couldn't couldn't do a lot. I mean, yeah. Miami was also coming off the worst coaching decision probably in the last decade, I would say. It's funny because Omarion, I mean, I know we didn't give him an oink, but he had 217 all-purpose yards and two touchdowns. It's a pretty good day. Pretty good. Um, but, yeah, no, I just think Clemson, and also Clemson's got a, a, a really good defense. Like, Clemson has better defense than UNC, a better defense than Georgia, and we saw Miami falter against Georgia. They put up 31 against UNC, but, a lot like, they had a, well, it wasn't a garbage time touchdown, but it was kind of a garbage time touchdown because it was, at that point, 35 to, I think it was 35 to 21 at that point, or 35 to uh, 24. Like, it, it, it was, yeah, it was 35-17, then it was 35-38-17, then, then, you know, they had a touchdown with seven minutes left that made it. 38-21, then UNC went right back on the field, scored, and then yeah, we got a, a big touchdown pass to make it a 10-point game. But it was a, it was a 17-point game with three minutes left in the game. So, like, UNC kind of let up. I have to give Gene Chizik credit, by the way. He is quite literally um, running a pretty good defense there in UNC. He has, yeah, especially since it was Swiss cheese last year. So. Yeah. So, um, I'll, I'm, I got to go with Clemson here. They also have coming off a bye week, so... Yeah, I think Dabo's Cle- Cle- pretty good coming off a bye. Very good at coming off a bye. It's in the spreads three, so like I'll take the chance of possibly a push, but I just think Clemson should come and travels well, and I think they're going to just run the ball down Miami's throat all game. I I can see that, yeah. But I'll, all right, who's your who's your pick three? Right, I'll jump you, into my third pick. You got you yeah, got them at, you got them at this number. I got them at nine. I got yeah. eight and a half as of right now, which I'd still so, take eight and a half. Third the week three week eight. Pick three is going to be the Vols plus nine at Bama. Again, I just you know with 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 games of this magnitude, it's it's very rare. At least in the SEC, the UC teams get blown out. Uh, you know, there's still questions of who the hell is you know what's going on with the offense with Bama. You know, it looked decent. Now it's shaky again. So it's like, what's going on there? Like it looked uh, great. We first half against Arkansas, and then Arkansas put the clamps yeah. on them, and it's like, oh wait, oh, uh oh. And to me, Tennessee is a much better overall team than than Arkansas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'm just going off of you know the sole talent that Tennessee has. Uh, I think you know they're better than Arkansas. Actually, no, I think Arkansas might. Arkansas and Tennessee are kind of in the same realm. As far yeah, as no, I still go. I still go. I still go. Tennessee's better overall team. Yeah, man. it's just more talent. That's that's really all it is. But I mean, I think when you look at it, uh, Tennessee's offense is better, and Josh Heupel knows how to call a game against, you know, Nick Satan as you call him. And Nick but, Satan, my boy. Um, he knows how to play Bama very well. And I just think that's gonna to help in the preparation and the. You know the game day speeches and everything. It's going to get the boys ready. I just think that there's more talent to Tennessee's roster as a whole, and I, I just I think they're going to keep it close. So it's it's funny you say that. So I read a stat today that Tennessee's only scored over twenty against at Bama over in the last fifteen years one time, but 
the difference is over the last 20 years, which is, again, they're not always at Bama, but over the last 20 years, um, the one time that Tennessee scored over 20, they covered. And this is probably the weakest Bama team that we've seen yeah. since his early years. Because unlike the early teams that weren't great on offense, they had, you know, the best defense in the country. Bama's got a good defense, but by no means the best defense in the country. No. And Tennessee may not be as explosive as last season, but still pretty damn good offense and a, a, a very solid defense. I think this is not going to be a super high-scoring game. And no. I think if Tennessee's getting 21, they're covering nine because they're not giving up, you know, over 30 to Bama. Oh, easily. I'm with you on that. Um, my pick three, I'm like Ryan went with Old Reliable in Michigan. I'm going Old Reliable for a state. Home game, 730. I believe that's going to be, I think it's the... Uh, I think it's the ABC, ABC game. game, if I'm not mistaken. I'm just going to check that just real quick. FSU Duke. There's been too many question marks around the, Duke, the FSU Duke game. Ryan Leonard is not 100% if he, in fact, does play. I don't think he's, I don't think he's playing, so you're good there. I mean, if he does play... They're saying it's, it's again, Johnny Wilson's expected to be back for Florida State, so I feel great there. Like, Florida State just beat the brakes off of a, a pretty decent Stanford team. I mean, a pretty decent uh, Syracuse team. Um, so that did, in fact, kind of shock me. And to me, with the way the season is, is looking for the rest of the year for Florida State, you know, we just beat Virginia Tech pretty bad two weeks ago. Then we beat the brakes off Syracuse. We have a home game against Duke. Then we got to travel to Wake. It can be a, a low-key, tough atmosphere. Travel to Pittsburgh, which could be a, a, a hopefully not not you know falling asleep for that game because Pittsburgh just beat the brakes off Louisville, an undefeated Louisville team, beat the brakes off of them um, this past week. Then we're home for Miami, home for North Alabama, and then finish the year at Florida. So to me, you get through Duke, and because you we have Duke Florida at home, the last week of the season. Uh, we, what we always do? It's Battle of, Battle of Florida. Hello. That could be that game so could be a, yeah. a a very tough game. Last year that game was a freaking oh god, Anthony Richardson maybe go insane. And they what? And Florida just wanted a shootout versus South Carolina. I mean, Florida's got a couple losses on the year, but it does in fact look pretty uh pretty solid. They are playing Georgia. They are playing Georgia this week, so we'll see what happens Ooh. there. But it is in the swamp, so who knows? Georgia could be on upset alert. Uh, upset alert. That's all I'm saying. I don't know what that spread is, but that but that's a scary time. Play playing at three thirty at the swamp. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna touch that. I am not gonna touch it, but I would if I was. I would probably um look at depending on what the line is, which I'm actually gonna pull up now because now I'm just intrigued. What is the line? Um, because if if you know it's uh I'm assuming it's a double digit line. But assuming it's like a thirteen type line, thirteen fourteen. Um. Let's see. To give you an answer, Ryan, why don't I see it? Georgia. That line. Uh, do they not play this week? Am I stupid? And that's next week? I was going to say, it's definitely next week. It's dude. next week. It's next week. They don't, any other team plays this week. I'm a, I'm a goofy goober. I'm a goofy goober. That's why they don't have any lines yet. Wow, Utah, Oregon next week. That game could be uh, pretty big depending on what happens. Um, all right, so yeah, I'm taking Florida State minus 14. Um, I just think that with the beating the breaks that we have, Duke's good. They're like a good team. You know, again, I said they were another team that we could see finishing third in the ACC. They're currently like set up for that. I mean, I think they only have, uh, what, one loss, two losses? 
Um, and one ace. Oh no, it's technically Notre Dame's not even in the ACC. No, so they lost to Notre Dame in that heartbreaker at home, um, and they didn't play. You know, they beat NC State. They beat NC State pretty bad last week. Um, yeah. So again, they should only have, I believe, one loss. So they're five and one. But with that, if Ryland's even banged up, I, I don't. I don't. Again, I'll take it to cover the fourteen. I think this is a seventeen point type game. I think it's we're scoring 35-17 type game. I, I just think we have too much. And because we're at home, it's a Saturday night in, in Tallahassee. I wish I could be there for that atmosphere. That would be that would be a wild game to be at. But do we wanna do we wanna hop into the NFL? Uh, we'll give our last pick. Fourth the special fourth, fourth pick. Fourth we're both pick. in agreement on this. This is an early game, twelve o'clock. This will be our big noon kickoff. Um we know that James Franklin hasn't always won the big games. Um, he's struggled, actually. But um, Penn State has a number one defense in the country, if you didn't know, because I learned that today. Uh, Penn State plus four and a half. Is Ohio, State, Ohio State has struggled against good defenses. We've seen that. And, well, we know they have a good offense and a pretty good defense. Penn State's been able to look pretty dominant on both sides of the football. Yeah. Beaten everyone into submission big... so far. Also, a big matchup I'm going to watch um, is Kalen King versus Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, it's, you know, you're a top two or three corner. In the country versus the best receiver in the country. The set, yeah, yeah, the second, the, whatever, the best receiver in the country. Who are you saying Not is better number than wise, but I also think, too, the trenches. Penn State's yeah. offensive line is one of the best in the country. Very good. If they can, if they can control the line of scrimmage, Penn State, Penn State wins this game outright. But because it's at Ohio State, I'm going to give Ohio State credit here. Um, I think this is the field goal. I think this game's a field goal. So at four and a half, I will take the four and a half. I do think this is a field. To me, this screams a field goal game. This screams Notre Dame, Ohio State type at game. But it's at twelve o'clock. Because like I said, Penn State has the number one defense in the country. If you didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's going to be fun. I can tell you that. So, so I will well, also. I will be that game. I will be playing at twelve o'clock. So, right, let's just go over our week seven plays for the NFL. I know it's just quickly, you know, exciting week. What do you got for you play one? I, I Listen, um, I have your guy you hits. Want to, you want me to run through all four, or you want me to just... Run yeah, through your first through. one, because my first one back piggybacks off yours. Okay. So, my first one's going to be Devontae Smith over 59 and a half yards. Uh, Smith probably is looking for a, a bounce back week after the abysmal showing he had against the Jets. Uh, I know that defense is good, but a couple drop passes. Uh, really was just non-existent to be perfectly honest, in that game. So uh, looking for a good bounce-back week against the Dolphins on Sunday Night Football with the Dolphins having a banged-up secondary. I, I just like the matchup there. So I also think they're going to try to slow down A.J. Brown, who's just been out of tear. So look for Devontae and Dallas Goddard to show out. Um, off of that, I have Jalen Hurts over 244.5 passing yards. He just threw for 280 against the Jets, who have a much better defense than the Dolphins. The Dolphins have been shown this year to give up a lot of passing yards. Um, and like you said, banged up secondary. I think that's a game that um, if you want to take A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith, Overs, and Jalen Hurts, and Tua, take all their Overs, and you want to put all this together. You want get... people to bet lottery tickets over here? No, I'm just saying. You want to throw five bucks on those six guys that go over? Guess what? This is the kind of game that you'll have all six go over, and you'll make some good money. Just I saying. hope that's good money. Holy hell. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm taking that. Ryan, what's your second pick? My second pick is going to be Raiders minus three against the Bears. I know the Raiders are away. Uh, the Bears stink, man. The Bears stink, and 
Justin Fields most likely isn't playing. To put, let's just put this in perspective, Dave. The starting quarterback for the Bears last December was sacked eight times by the Colorado School of Mines. That's not his fault necessarily, man. Where's he even from? I get that it's not his Where's fault, he even from? I don't even know. What's his name? Uh, Badge Badgen. I don't, I don't even know what the hell his name is. Like that's I probably should have done some research on the kid. You know. I'm looking him up while you go. Go on. But I just I think the Raiders have the better run game. They have the better receiver. Um, I no, I agree with you. I think the better this is. Bears thing. He plays. To answer your question, oh my god. Honestly, good for him making the league because he played at Shepherd for the Shepherd Rams. Where is that? I don't know. I have no, absolutely no idea. That's honestly pretty impressive. Shepherd University. What? Shepherd University, to put it in perspective, is located in Shepherd, West Virginia. There's thirteen hundred, oh, three thousand kids go he there. The, he was in the sticks. Holy hell! Yeah. Um. There's 3,000 kids that go to that school. How do they even have a football team, man? That's crazy. Um, hey, good for him, though, for making the league. And, like, yeah. he won the starting job. And is, is, there a, is there a chance Jimmy doesn't play either? Is this a chance this is the battle of the backups? Yeah, but I trust, obviously, I trust Brian Horn. I, no, I, I trust, trust Brian Horn. Devon, I think Devontae Adams is going to absolutely cook the Bears. And I think Max Crosby is going to be an absolute nightmare. For You know who else we pretty good look Devontae at? Devontae Adams for uh, What? Devontae Adams, 100 yards? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's it. Because if you watch that game, the first half, Jacoby Myers was eating against the Patriots. And then the minute Hoyer went in the game, Jacoby didn't get a catch the rest of the game. It was all Mike, Michael Mayer had a catch, and it was Devontae Adams had had a few plays. And that's with him being, you know, doubled yeah. and tripled. So I expect, yeah, the Bears to get killed by him. Um, also, a guy you may want to look at uh, from the Bears' side. I know I love my DJ Moore. But um, Cole Komet. Because I think you're gonna, Tyson's going to be under a lot of duress. I think Max Crosby's going to cause problems, and he's going to be dumping it off to come at a ton. But speaking of tight ends, I actually have Kyle Pitts over 33 and a half yards. Um, he's hit this number three or four games now. Uh, I think two two in a row, and then the one he had one that he had like 20 yards and he hit the prior game. Um, I looked at some history against the, with the Bucks. Bucks, as good as their linebacking core is, they have been giving up a lot of yards to tight ends. A lot of these tight ends are getting in the 40s, and I just think that the last couple weeks, I don't think Desmond is a great quarterback by any means, but they have been at least using Drake London and Kyle Pitts now. All of a sudden, they're like using yeah. them. Maybe probably makes some sense to use your you know top five picks um, on offense, and Pitts and John Smith have been a really nice tandem of tight ends. That's so one two punch. I'll take uh, I'll take Pitts over 32 and a half yards. Like I said, he's been hitting this number, and he's playing against a, a team that has not been great against the tight end this year i like that so i'll pop into play three it's the green bay packers straight up money line minus 118 against the dumpster fire broncos <laughs> i believe the packers are getting aaron jones back this week mm-hmm. so you know that's basically it, it's really their ultimate weapon um he comes back I think Jordan Love has a bounce back game as well. It's just the Broncos are so bad, man. And I think the Packers just need this win to get back on track. So that is why I will be taking the Packers minus 
of Packers straight up. No and points. it's funny, Ryan, because if the Packers lose this game, suddenly our our preseason bet about the Packers saying like they weren't going to be great. We were like questioning it after like what week one and two, and we're like, yeah. oh, maybe we were wrong about the Packers. And then the Packers just started to stink, Packers and we're like, Packers. oh, maybe we were actually cracked, and maybe we shouldn't second guess ourselves. It's the same thing with Sam Howell. We were like said, oh, he's going to be really good, and they're like, oh, maybe he's not. And then it's like, oh, wait, no, no, he's good. He's quite he's literally good, very yeah. good. You're like, oh, okay. Um, I funny enough, I'm going you, to back uh, to the the Bears. Vegas game, I'm taking DJ Moore over 53 and a half yards. He has 50. I'm I'm going back to the guy that I'm pretty sure I bet on almost. Him and CD Lamb are like the two guys that I continue. Like CD Lamb would have been a bet I had last week, which he cleared without even. It's funny because last week's bets actually um, pretty much all hit. I think they did all hit. He was a really good like picker, just wasn't a good gambler. What? Like you had, you went like eighty percent last week. You just didn't win any money. Well, because I we went away. So why I didn't? Well, no, I did in college. I actually college. I did college. Yeah. College. We've just been NFL. raking. No, the with NFL, the amount of money you could have won in the NFL, uh, we don't talk about the four yards from Chris Olave, man. It's like all the reads are there. It's just like the littlest of things have been yeah. between me being a millionaire and me being poor. And let's just say at this point, I'm not a millionaire. Um, and it's You're fine. Still doing the podcast with me. Still, I mean, I'd still be doing the podcast even though I was a millionaire because I like you. So I, I, DJ Moore had 51 last week, and that was a game where the Bears didn't have any type of offense because obviously Justin Fields gets hurt. Um, and it's just a kind of really messy game against the Vikings. Um, obviously he hit three, two of three at this number, and they're playing Vegas, who's not great. I mean, Kendrick Bourne just had 10 for 84. And you're telling me DJ Moore needs 54. I think he gets 54. You should be able because I that. think that's the thing is they're going to be trying to get him the ball, especially if Tyson is starting. Tyson's looking for two guys: his safety blanket and his best weapon. And his best weapon by far is DJ Moore because guess what? They have no running backs. Um, it's going to be another Roshan Johnson day, and they're going to look for his tight end in Cole Komet. So Komet Moore actually, I know people were worried like if 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 Fields doesn't play, do their does their value go down? But I don't necessarily think. I think this is still a good matchup with Vegas. Just yeah. because we've seen guys cook against Vegas, because we know their secondary isn't good. But what's your fourth play, by? Fourth play is going to be a divisional game: Kansas City versus LA, uh, the Chargers. Uh, it seems like the last couple times they've played each other, there's been a whole bunch of fireworks. You know, a lot of back, you know, a few back and forth games. I know Travis Kelsey. Did Travis Kelsey have the four touchdown game against the Chargers, or was that a different team? I think it was, I think the it was a different team. No, I thought it was the Chargers when he had he had. All the, he scored every touchdown. It was like if you bet him to the yeah. score. But I, I'm i looking at this game, you know, it seems these two teams know how to play each other, and it's going to be hot take time for the episode. If the Chargers don't keep this competitive, or, you know, keep it within, you know, year three to let's keep it within one score. Uh, I think if they're losing by anywhere from, like, 10 to... 20, 25 points. I don't think they will lose that bad. Uh, I don't think Staley makes it back to LA. I I, I don't disagree. This has to be. This honestly this has to be a win for them. But this is ridiculous. It doesn't. He's not good, man. No, he's just not, he's just not a good coach. There's too much talent on that roster for that team to be as bad as they are. But I again. These team two excuse me. These two teams know how to play each other. They know how to score points against each other. So I will be taking the over forty seven and a half. Fair. 
Um, I am taking uh, Kenneth Walker over 77.5 yards. I told Ryan why off air. Uh, quite literally, this number's been hit by the last four running backs against the Chargers. I mean, against the Cardinals. Um, we just ha- saw Kyron Williams go for 160. Prior to that, you had um, Tony Pollard, even in a win, go for 122. You had McCaffrey go for 108. You had um, Saquon go for 63 in a game that the Giants had to, like, you know, throw the ball a ton, and that's always Saquon didn't hit his number. And then um, I'm blanking out on the one guy. Someone else had 81. Oh, Joe Mixon had 81. Um, and I just think that the Seattle is going to be leading in this game, and if they're leading in this game, they're going to lean on their bell cow to just, you know, run the football. Run the ball. And I just think Walker needs one breakaway run to hit this number. So I'll take Kenneth Walker over 77 and a half rushing yards. Um, quick mm-hmm. news, no, uh, notes and news around the league. Uh, a lot of news. So um, I know you mentioned, I'm just going to start with a random one down, but uh, with the Packers, you said uh, Aaron Jones is coming back. They also signed James Robinson, a really smart pick to add more yeah. depth to their running back core. Kyle Murray was officially taken off uh, injured reserve. So he probably is not playing this week, but next week looks like a uh, potential start if they're going to keep him or if they're going to possibly trade him out. Who knows? Um, Justin Jefferson's out. Uh, as people know, he didn't play last week. He's out four to six weeks um, with an ankle injury. I think that game... Hamstring. He's got the hamstring. hamstring sorry, hamstring. Um, depending on what happens, I think, with the Vikings over the next two weeks, three weeks, will depend on if he comes back sooner than later. I think they're yeah. also like going to like monitor this. Like, hey, if we have no shot in the playoffs, don't come back soon. Don't Take rush your time. It, yeah. Um, I'm just going to mention the next one. Anthony Richardson, sad, is out for the rest of the year with that getting shoulder surgery. Hate to see that because he definitely is one of the fun, more fun guys to watch in the NFL. Um, really like him. Um, Jalen Ramsey is uh, returning back to practice this week. It looks like um, I don't think he's going to play Sunday. Uh, no, the McDaniel's Eagles. already McDaniel already ruled him out. Ruled him out, so he'll be back next week. Oh, great! When we play him, that's great. That's, that's all we need. Just another. Did you, did you expect us to do anything even without him? No, I mean we kind of did something at home, but who knows? Um, you want to say who the next two, Rye? I'll yeah, I'll jump finish in. Finish it off, finish the... it off. Without besides uh, you you went you we spoke about James Robinson. Yeah, there, so do so. the next the next couple. So uh again, Justin Fields dislocated his thumb. Ow, painful. He you know, did you see him pop it back in, by the way? No, I don't even I don't even he want to. He popped talk about it back it. in and tried to grip and just couldn't grip the ball. So they, they said it's well, gonna be Eva Flew said it's all based off of if he can grip the football, he'll play. But they don't know he's gonna have the grip strength. Well, I thought I dislocated my knee and I tried to pop it back into place. And realistically, I snapped it in three other places when I when I moved. So, um, yeah, make sure things are actually dislocated before you try to move them. You're something, man. But uh, Julio Jones signs a one-year deal with the Eagles or whatever a 12-game deal with the Eagles. Is <laughs> does he finally get his ring? That's that's the big thing. I think that's why he signed with them. But honestly, I would have signed with the Niners at that point just because we see the injuries. Do do we get Prime Julio for twelve more games? <sighs> There's too many. I want to, man. I I know you want to, right? But where he's wide receiver three at best on that team. And you can argue he's four because you can argue Zacchaeus is better than him at this point. I mean, he's probably the fifth option. I would say AJ Devonte. Uh, Swift and Goddard would all be ahead of him. You're putting the running back ahead of Julio? Wow. Okay. De- DeAndre Swift has been a bell. Oh, no, DeAndre Swift is a very good running back. So, he's 
very he's serviceable. Touches over, he's going to get touches over he Julio. Does, yeah, he does and Goddard, we know, is, is his favorite, one of his favorite safety blankets. Yeah. This is, well, we'll hop into the next one, but this is just a wild statement from somebody who has not even been drafted or even is, you know, he's still got another six or seven months. Caleb Williams wants part ownership of whatever team drafts him. Uh, yeah, buddy, you can you can uh, let the door hit you in the ass. No, like, I, you know, I don't hate that he's shooting for the... It's you know, ridiculous he's shooting. He's shooting for the... I read an, a, a, someone made a great point. He's shooting for the, for, the, for the moon, but asking for the moon. Because my whole thing asking- is... That means if you're if you're getting partnership, like you're not leaving that 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 team, like you're staying there, yeah. buddy. You're not suddenly after your first contract going like, oh, I want to trade. Like, no, 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 no. You are part owner. Like, one, it's just an insane ask. But two, if for some reason a team like Chicago gave him that, because you think of a team that would. There's not many teams that would. Arizona would be a team that I could see possibly doing that because they're that desperate. Chicago, um, I can't say Cleveland anymore, but Cle- it would have been Cleveland. Um, the Giants. I mean, the Giants, the Giants just doing it. The Giants just re-signed Daniel Jones all that money. That's the problem. Because the Giants, because the Giants now stink, and possibly gonna have a top three pick, top five pick. You understand they are in a, a terrible situation because they have all that money tied up with Daniel Jones. So I don't think the Giants are taking a quarterback. See, see here, here's the kicker, right? So let's say. You know, let's say the Giants do end up with a top three pick, right? And Caleb Williams says, I only want to play for the Giants. You know, Drake May goes one, Marvin Harrison goes two. Right? Giants take Caleb at three, correct? What are you, trained Daniel you Jones? Can, you're not paying. You're not paying Caleb Williams, obviously. Stoner's entry-level deal. You can eat some of that Daniel Jones salary if you really, if you really want to cut him, if you really want to buy him, or, you know... No, no, you'd have to trade them, and you have to find a team that would be willing to trade. And the thing is, we know Arizona's going to have a top three pick. Arizona's going for a a quarterback. I guess you could. Chicago most likely is going to go for a quarterback unless they, because they're going to have pick one and two, Um, because they own the pick of the Panthers, who already have their quarterback. If they think of who's going to want Daniel Jones at this point, Um, I don't know. You got to trade. You have to trade them, and. I mean, maybe Atlanta does because I think Daniel Jones is still way better than Desmond Ritter. I think Desmond Ritter stinks, oh, but but we've heard so many rumors of of does Fields go to Atlanta? Because if Chicago is getting the first pick, I think they move off of Fields. Oh, hundred percent. It's just again the partnership's 100%. just an insane ask. No, it is. But let's let let's let's move on to something that's not as ridiculous. Uh, Miko Harmon back on the back on the back on the Jets back on the Chiefs. This you know, made no sense. He really it's went just, to the Jets why, why to not leave, play. Why leave he, in the first place? He never played with the Jets. He thought he was going to do all this stuff. He didn't That's play. Jets and then use him. No, and now he's going back, and guess what? And they just give him another weapon. I know he's not this, like, he's not Tyreek Hill or anything like that, but yeah, he's, he's had some He's had some moments there with the Chiefs. It just gives some familiarity with going yeah, back to the Chiefs. Yeah, I was going to say, Chiefs. you know what he is? He is, a, he is a guy that Mahomes knows he can somewhat trust in times of need so he's a, he's a better default he's a better deep ball guy than than mbs is that's not a question oh 100 so and this is this this is probably the biggest injury in college football up to the state uh brock bowers is out four to six weeks with the uh what's that what's that procedure called the the, the tightrope procedure is that what they do for the sprained ankle yeah no it's the it's the high ankle sprain but they don't call it a high ankle sprain it's it's the andrew luck injury that they just misdiagnosed for six months they did. 
screw them. Man, you know how much different the NFL would be right now if Andrew Luck didn't get, you know. The Colts would have at least one Super Bowl, possibly I, two. I think, I think they have at least one. He, you, I don't, I know I told you the stats, but he elevated quite literally the 28th worst team in football to the AFC Championship no, he game. Was, he was literally, he was Tom Brady. Like, he, he you know, we talk about like certain teams think that like, there are quarterbacks who elevate guys around him. He elevated, like I look at like what Indianapolis has now, and I just go, my lord, the last like three years with this, like the weapons that Indy has, I'm like, if he ever had these weapons, I mean, Andrew Luck threw 42 touchdowns with, I couldn't even tell you who was playing, who was playing for him. He had Reggie Wayne for a year, right? I know he was on the back end, but. I'm looking this up. You you continue talking to me about Brock Bowles while I look this up. Well, I think, you know, Georgia basically loses their their heart and soul. Uh, the guy who essentially, I hate myself. What? Um, the guy who essentially, you know, keep, he, he's the glue to that Georgia team. Let's just be honest. Uh when you stop and look at everything that he does, he runs the jet sweeps. He, you know, he blocks. He, you know, he's catching a hundred yard plus games. He's leading. He's the reason they come back against Auburn. He's the reason why Georgia's won twenty six games, right? So it's just for him to be out four to six weeks. I don't know if Georgia has that backup plan to where they can lean on somebody else. I know they have like. You know that you have guys like Lad McConkey, but like Lad McConkey's a slot guy who can also catch a deep ball every once in a while. He's not Brock Bowers, who's going to take a friggin' jet sweep, break seven tackles, and take it to the house. Or he's not going to be, you know, Brock, who's going to catch a 15-yard slant over the middle, break another seven tackles, and take it to the house. Like Georgia's offense, Georgia's offensive plan just got a lot more complicated. And playing in the SEC with defenses that dominant and that good, it's going to be, you know, the last six weeks of the season are not going to be a cakewalk. And if they go undefeated, they deserve to be the number one team going into the college football playoff. Yeah, so. and guess what? Brock would be back by then. So that's why it's like they have to just make it through the Ole Miss game, make it through the Florida game. Like, they have... Make it through the Tennessee game. That's what I meant. The, they don't play Ole Miss this year, I don't think. Or do they play Ole Miss? Did I say they play Ole Miss? You said they played Ole Miss before, and I was very confused. Yeah. I think they know what they do. Um, by the way, Andrew Luck, 2018 team. Um, T.Y. Hilton had 1,200 yards. Um, and he had Ryan Grant as his other wide receiver and Chester Rogers. Who was Ryan Grant? I don't know. Marlon Mack was his running back. Had an actually pretty oh, solid 1,000 yards um, total. Eric Ebron was his tight end, who we know wasn't very good. Um, and Andrew Luck threw for 4,500 yards, 39 touchdowns, 15 picks. Jeez. Yeah, imagine Andrew with the teams now. Um, My God, giving him Michael Pittman, Josh Downs, and Alec Pierce? Are you kidding me? Yeah. And Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, and Zach Moss. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, yeah, if Georgia gets through, um, they got Florida, then they're home against Missouri. Tough game for them because Missouri looks really good. Wow, Georgia actually, I know you you say they don't don't play nobody, but their their next four games, I know they have this week off, but the next four games they play, are quite literally pretty difficult games. They go f- at Florida, home against Missouri, home against Mississippi, Ole oh, Miss. Are games at Florida? Games at Florida. I said that. That's I why thought they put that in a neutral site. I think it's at Florida, man. I'll look that up. Um, then they play at, at uh, home against Missouri, home against Ole Miss, and then at Tennessee. That's three straight ranked teams they have to play. 
and well, that's the hardest part of the schedule. What? They do play Ole Miss. I said that, yeah. So okay. they, they, if they can get oh, through, okay. they get through Florida, Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss, and Tennessee, and that's Tech. They, no, they they deserve to be the number one team. That's a really tough four game stretch. Because that yeah. Florida's not a not isn't a cakewalk by any means. Well, I mean, the only the only way I can see them not being one is if you know, here a little bias is if. Michigan, by some reason, comes in and just smacks Penn State. It's not going to happen, but they smack Penn State around at home. They smack Ohio State around at the big house. You know, you beat two top two top five teams. Yeah. Uh, dominantly, yeah, then you can make the argument. Michigan well, then you may have to flip, but it also depends. Like, if Georgia, like, what Georgia did to Kentucky, like, if they do that, to, you know, they beat Florida by 20, they beat Missouri by 15, they beat Ole Miss by 20, and oh, beat yeah. Tennessee by twenty. Oh, they're one, yeah. Like they're not. That actually, to me, would be. I will say. I will say this though. Um, you know, if as of if. Oh no, that wouldn't work. What? Well, somebody's gonna end up losing. But let's say you know you're at the end of the season. Your playoff is Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, Washington. If I'm Georgia, I don't want to play Washington. And if I'm Florida State, I sure as hell don't want to play Michigan. I'd much rather play Washington, if I'm, I'm going to be honest. I would rather, rather play, play, Washington I'd play Washington. I'd rather play Washington. Actually, I, I wouldn't even mind. I, I, right now, out of the top four teams, if I had to pick as a Florida State fan, I would rather play everybody besides Michigan right now. I, I also want to play Michigan in the championship game. That's also the thing. Well, it doesn't matter. We empty the bank account then. No, no, it, that's not a question. We are, I, I, if that's, if if the playoffs come and we're because we'll know, you know, who's playing in the playoffs, yeah. we are gonna have to figure out a way to go to that game. Just sell the sell the soul, or just you know maybe I hit the million dollar parlay instead of the million dollar bet instead of uh, missing by four yards. <sighs> two weeks in a row, so by cool. the way, two weeks in a row, two well, weeks in a row from like. Not... You know what? It's another week. It's this another week, week, man, we're good. You're right. All right. So I have nothing else to say. But now we're just now we're just going off yeah, on, on a tangent here. Um, as always, folks, uh, we appreciate you. We got the we got shirts. We got koozies. Check out our storefront it's in our in our link. Um, we love you. Please follow us like you have been. Please share us like you have been. Never stop sharing us. Never stop following us. We really do love you. Um, Ryan will be crippled for the next. Oh my God, you're gonna be crippled for that game. If we go to it. I'm gonna have a crippled Ryan. No, I will be off. I will be off the crutches at least. Okay, so would you be well, a boot? I was, told, a walking I was boot? told five to six months initial recovery. No, so. yeah, but if if we're going to the playoff game, you're gonna oh, be yeah, yeah, yeah. you're gonna be a cripple. No, I'll just be, I'll just be gimpy. Okay. I'll just be limping a little bit. Whatever. Yeah. We'll make it work. Uh, a little, listen, a little. The boot. alcohol will numb the pain. I was gonna say a little booze to numb the numb the knee a little bit. You're we'll, good. We'll never hurt nobody. Chef's kiss. Well, as always, I'm Dave. And I'm Ryan. And thank you for listening. And as always, oink oink.